What's going on, everyone? How you doing tonight? Welcome to another episode of VBA Live. It is Wednesday. It is 8 p.m. Eastern, and we are live on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. And for those of you that would prefer to listen to our wonderful voices, you can go ahead and subscribe to VBA Live as a podcast, or you can also see the video on Spotify by visiting anchor.fm slash VBA dash live. Prospect, how you doing tonight, man? That was an epic intro. Let's let's just start with that. I mean, usually the intro is good, but you had that down. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Very excited about, you know, the podcast version um, and everything else going out for us. But uh, I'm doing good. I'm coming off a good week in VBA Live. Uh, had a good weekend in, like, real life as well. Um, here we are. It's Wednesday. We're streaming. When, uh, what was so good in IRL? I had my best friend since I was two years old got married this weekend, and I was the best man. Um, wow. I gave an epic speech, which actually um, Friday, this the wedding was Saturday, and Friday night I had food poisoning. Oh, and no. I was up in the hotel room from you know, 10.30 p.m. until like 5.30, maybe 6 a.m., like in the bathroom, just doing my thing. And I rallied so hard, and I had my Michael Jordan flu game the, the next day at the wedding. It was epic. Bravo. That is impressive. That is very, very impressive. Yeah, the best part was like all it took me that night was like two drinks, and I was good for the night. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Sometimes, you know, that just... Funny how that stuff works out that way, you know? Yeah, definitely. How, what was so good about your VBA week this past week? Um, I had a good week. I, I it, it started, I was, I think, 7-0. and And then I went 0-5. And, and then I won the last two. Does that math add up? It Maybe might. Not. But Something but you like had, it sounds like a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah, it was good. It was exciting. Um, you know, I was like, I was riding high. Let's see. I started one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, seven and oh. And then I went one, two, three, four. Yep. And then oh and five. And then I won two in a row. So I was riding high and then I made some um, some adjustments and it didn't work out. I had some big losses um, and then I adjusted and I, I ended up in first. So uh it was fun. It was a good week. Very, very exciting. I like like adjustments. I like tweaking. Yeah. Like experimenting. Definitely. As you know, I mean, as a community, we are all still learning all about VBA and Absolutely. what we can do to make our teams better and what we think we can make do to make our teams better, but ends up making our teams so much worse. Yeah. Um, what about you? How How is your, your week last week for VBA? Um, and how's the start of this week going? So last week uh, was beautiful. I was so happy with my team. I think we had a nine-game win streak. Yeah. Held us up. We are now in competitive leagues, back in competitive. Yeah. This will be overall through the course of my team's history. This is our third week in competitive, so very happy to be back and had some very, very close games so far. Right now, I'm sitting at 2-1 and one with my loss being an overtime loss, which was just soul-crushing. We didn't score any points in overtime until, like, the last 30 seconds. So that was a little yeah. rough. 
that's that's tough. I had one of those. Um, I had one of those in my week where I went. I think like two and twelve, and it was I. I lost in overtime, and it was just like oh. you know, throw, throw your computer across the room mode. Um, how is your your G League team doing? Oh, I, I'm glad you brought that up. So horrible, but not as bad to the point where I lost the bet that I proposed on last episode. We did not have another 40-plus point loss game. Won some, lost some. I am did not register my G League team this week. I'm thinking of maybe dissolving them to try and recuperate some soul and really strengthen my main team now that I'm back up and competitive. So we'll see. They're kind of sitting in limbo right now. I have some players that I really like that I kind of want to hang on to. But you yeah. want to take a step back and kind of do some bigger picture thinking about how all those different puzzle pieces fit together. Interesting. So originally, you know, creating the G team was a move because I feel like, you know, you we were doing the same thing, basically, right? We had extra players laying around um, that weren't being used. The box office came out. Maybe we wanted to try some new uh you know archetype lineup sort of deals um but you're thinking you could sell the players and get stronger players for your new team or for your your regular team right which yeah that, that's kind of what i'm thinking and, and i'm trying to weigh the kind of cost benefit analysis on does it make sense to try and offload and get profits from one or two versus get those dimes yeah and then put those towards something in the box office which sure. Big, big shout out to the team. Better communication around the box office this week. What's coming? I'm liking the variety. I kind of like the 0.25 soul yeah, entries. I think it's fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know what? It's, um, I noticed, I think it was what, like a hundred entries for each of them or something. Um, or a hundred tickets. I mean, I yeah. actually thought for a second, I was like, I forget who was in here last week saying like, uh, should we just be ultra dirty? And I was sitting here with like, you know, a hundred plus dimes in my wall. And I was like, should I just take over this drawing and just win 0.25? But I, I actually felt bad. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'll wait a little bit. Um, I'm still holding out until maybe there's like a one or two soul drawing and I can just kind of throw in like 25% of the tickets um, and see what happens that way. I like it. I like it. Yeah, there's a, you know, that's something I really haven't looked at yet, but I, I want to do more of is just look at that. What is my potential benefit for per dime spent in a drawing? I think there's sure, yeah. something to be addressed or looked at there exactly. for sure. Yeah, it's hard to, you know, throw in a hundred a hundred out of a hundred dimes on point two five when like you know, a week ago, like 50 could have probably won an entire soul uh, yeah. or more. So. Absolutely. Let's dive into our first segment of the night, the tip-off. Yeah. What do you say to that? Let's do it. So two kind of big things I want to cover tonight in the tip-off. One, I like that, and I should have taken better advantage of this, or I could have, I guess, for my G League team. Um. But we can now get VBA notifications in our email if we have an email attached to our account. So do you have email set up? And did you get a notification? Did you see that come through? I do have email set up. Um, 
I I have not I I've seen them come through, but I have been just so busy with life. Um, I honestly haven't been uh, utilizing them as I should. I would say. I gotcha. I gotcha. And I think it's just another like it's a small. What I like about it is that it's just a small update from the team, and yeah. one that helps keep us engaged reminds us you don't have to have it it's not something you have to have on you can turn off pretty easily whether through just unsubscribing ignoring it or removing your email but it's also something you'd have available to you absolutely next thing i want to talk go ahead no keep going (laughs) next thing i want to talk about tonight is big exciting news coming up in the next few weeks here we have an all-star game yeah, we do. So let's head over to the board. Let's take a look at this announcement associated with this all-star game. Yes. All right. So uh, we have the blog up right here for those of you watching, but we'll also just kind of do a quick brief overview. So nominations are underway. In fact, I think they're done in 45 minutes. Um, yeah. So get those in quickly. And then voting will be a combination of public vote on Twitter and a vote from the GM selection committee. Yes. Each voting system will have an equal 50% weighted average that contributes to the selection of the All-Stars. 20 All-Stars will be selected to participate in two games. All-Star Game 1, Starter Showcase. All players are eligible. And All-Star Game 2, Special Underdog Showcase. Underdogs and Special Rarity only. And then there's a note to say, remember to expect a surprise announcement from Commissioner J2. So what are your thoughts on 20 players going to the All-Star game and the separation between overall and then special underdog? Yeah, I think it's cool. It's, um, you know, first of all, let's let's acknowledge that this is obviously the first uh, All-Star week that they're doing, right? So much like everything that this team does, they're kind of putting it out there. Uh, It's not, you know, massive, right? It's not a full week of different games. It's not a game of every rarity, stuff like that. Um, And and because of that, I think it's great that they're doing the overall and then special and underdog because I think, you know, I, I I would make an assumption and a generalization that majority of the people who are actively playing um, or actively engaging uh, are maybe not the big dogs who have teams full of rare and elite uh, and legendary players, right? And it's kind of a nice thing to show off uh, that underdogs and specials um, can be you know, I hate to say special, but can be special or important or incredible players as well. Um, and I think that that's a good thing that is in there and is being included. I I agree. It seems to add more value towards the every type of player. It's it's not exclusive. You don't have to be you know elite or whale to have potentially say in this all star game or be featured in this all star game, which is really yeah. really cool. Yeah, and I could see it down the line getting to be more of an actual, you know, thing where it's like, okay, we're we're doing this night is, uh, you know, special. This night is underdog. Rare, you know, all of the rarities have their own games, mm-hmm. uh, 
that would be pretty cool to see, but I, I'm happy that they're not starting there. Um, and I like the nominations and the way it's set up. I, I also, at the same time, I saw some really good feedback on it in the Discord and on Twitter. Um, I forget who it was. Actually, I see Jason Wright in chat. I kind of feel like maybe it was Jason. Correct me if I'm wrong, but someone was saying um, in the future for All-Star Weekends, it would be cool if you could only nominate two players, right? And if one of them had to be another team, it couldn't be your own player. I like um, that a lot. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And that's a good way to, you know, first of all, cut down on how many players are being nominated, um, but also to, you know, probably like boost right from the get-go the votes, because I'm sure then multiple people will be voting for the same player right from the get-go or for nominating them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I thought that was a really cool idea. Um, and at the same time, I like what they're doing, right? I mean, I, you know, look, like the last, since they announced this, since the nominations have started on Twitter, I go through my feed, I'm seeing like 30, you know, people a day who are specific VBA Twitter accounts, and I had never seen them before. And all of a sudden, my following has gone from like, you know, 800 to like, I follow like 200 people in the last week, I feel like it's pretty cool. Love it. Love it. And yeah, it's nice to see community grow. And this is, you know, we've talked about just game economies and what makes a game engaging. This is another great way in a different facet to engagement for VBA, which I think is really, really cool. The So we had a question in chat, I believe from Jason Wright. Did you nominate any players? Um, I did. I nominated two, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, I nominated my own. Uh, yeah. there was a moment where I did sit down and I was looking through and I was going to nominate other people's players. Right. I looked through a lot of players. Um, I had a list of players to nominate. They were already nominated. And at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? It, it selfishly it would be cool to have one of my own players nominated and it's kind of one of those i forget what it's called in like psychology where it's like everybody is thinking no one else is going to do it so i'm going to do it yeah and then you're the only one who kind of does it or whatever so i nominated two of my players um the first one is id number 6969 nice let me um, uh pull that up here or six nine six one, sorry, but still nice. Still nice. Um, and this is my uh, special uh, power forward, center playmaking big uh, creme brulee. Um, and I got this guy. Uh, I believe this was a smup player formerly, if I recall. Yep. Uh, with my team, you basically have a, you know, 50-50 chance if it was either SMUP or a B-Town franchise player. <laughs> um, and I nominated this guy because it's a playmaking big uh, special. He's averaging a triple-double, but not only is he averaging a triple-double, um, he's averaging, like, you know, a little above barely a triple-double. Um and his stats overall are impressive, but for me right now, through 34 games, he is averaging 15.1 assists. Wow. Uh, 
And, you know, sure, he has some games where he's under 10 points, uh, but he has some crazy games for me. Um, you know, the other night he only had like six points and 13 uh, assists, but a few nights before he had a triple-double. Um, I'm looking back now. Last week he put up 26 points, shooting 61%. Um, he was three of four from the three-point line. Uh, 87% from free throw. He had 10 rebounds and 14 assists. Um, his turnovers are low. Uh, he gets some good blocks, uh, some decent steals. Um, personal fouls are a little high, but, you know, for me, it was kind of like I want to nominate my own players, so this is one of them. I think it's a great nomination. It's a fun player. I've enjoyed watching Creme Brulee play. I like it a lot. I like the triple-double. And yeah, I mean, fouls, sure, maybe a little high, but you tend to see yeah. that with the power forwards and centers. So yeah. I, I think it's a really cool, really fun nomination. What was the other player you nominated? Um, also, I just want a real quick shout out that uh, Bamante's in chat. Uh, I think it was him. Someone uh, someone was tweeting to me about one of my other players, Stubless Scruff. I'll have to go back and see. Maybe he'll make it to the next all-star game um my other player is id6621 uh this is an underdog so i purposefully did nominate this player knowing that there was going to be a spec like in the underdog specific actually when i did it i forgot that it was special an underdog um and i wanted to nominate my underdog this dude is 22 points 12 rebounds, 0.7 assists, 54.8 uh, field goal for his career. That includes 18 games that were not on my team, right? Wow. But for my team, he's he's got 22 points. He's uh, shooting 57.6 field goal, 12.5 um, rebounds, and 0.6 assists. Uh it's yeah it's you know he's he's almost shooting 60 percent uh and he's opposed to scoring big so i had to throw him in there i i like it i like with this a lot another super fun player seems to be a bit of a rock for you in some of the games that we've talked about absolutely he's he's got some crazy games lately he hit uh you know 31 the other night um he's he's had a few big ones recently uh, we I saw you mention it in chat, but I've got to bring it up. Jason Wright <laughs> says, w let's nominate Jesus to at least sit courtside. Maybe referee? Maybe referee? Yeah, maybe, maybe water boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's doing good on my, my G team. He's had a few decent games lately. Um, but, you know, at this point, I'm attached to him. There was that one show we had where... Um, where I was like, I'm I'm selling him. I threw him up for like... I think he was up for like an hour and I got so much shit from everybody in, in the chat that I was like, fuck it, I'm taking him down. And he's with me for life now, but he's had some good games lately. He's uh, I'm looking at him now. He's almost averaging 50% field goal, you know, 22 uh, points on my new team. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm ride or die for Jesus. Yeah. Wine boy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Well said, B-Town. Well said. Well, super exciting. Um, just kind of going back to the announcement here. So voting is going to start 
on the 22nd at 12 p.m. PST. GMs must tweet out their own vote card for the player with VBA, hashtag VBA All-Star. Only post once. This should be posted by the GM of the player, not the GM who nominated the player if they're different. All retweets, one and a half multiplier, and likes, one multiplier, will be aggregated as votes for the player. We will aggregate all the links to these vote card tweets in Discord for GMs to easily find. Voting will close at 6 p.m. PST, Wednesday, September 28th. How the GM committee vote will work. Oh, go ahead. Any thoughts on that? I was going to say, I actually, uh, I, I did mine wrong. I'm happy they counted it. I forgot to include um, the images, I think. I'm going back now. But uh, keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, you're totally fine. Uh, how the GM committee vote will work. The top 10 GMs, according to team ranking, as of the conclusion of week 13, will be given a ballot to fill out their selection of five players for each game. Their five selections must fulfill all preferred position slots and adhere to the eligibility rules for each game. When will selection announcements happen? The VBA League office will tally the votes and tweet out the selected players throughout the day on September 29th and 30th. Let's make sure those are all counted correctly. Mm-hmm. How the teams are divided after selections. The top two GMs, according to team ranking, as of conclusion of week 13, will be given the opportunity to serve as captains to draft lineups out of the selected All-Stars. We are partnering with Knights of DGen to host a special live stream draft for the All-Star lineups. Make sure to tune in for a special giveaway as well. That will be Friday, September 30th, 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST, and links twitch.tv slash Knights of DGen, and that's spelled K-N-I-G-H, TS and youtube.com slash knights of degen prizes reminder each gm of a selected all-star player will also receive an official commemorative season zero merch premium embroidered crew neck sweatshirt just in time for fall size is limited maximum of one per gm must ship to north america or will receive equal value digital prize an additional bonus all gms with a player on one of the winning teams will split a 200 us dollar prize pool so very excited. They've got some fine print. I'll send the link in chat, but super exciting. Super, yeah. super exciting. Um, you know, B-Town's also going to be doing some coverage as well on this. So that whole week is going to be just absolutely huge. And of course, you know, let's let's might as well say, like, we get to stream the games, right? Yeah. Be awesome. We will be, be streaming the games going yeah. absolutely wild, I'm sure. And I think uh, next week, I, I believe Jeff is going to be joining us on stream. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to set that up to answer any more questions about the All-Star Week and, you know, just to shoot the shit with us. Absolutely. Before we move on to our next segment chat, just want to remind you, if you have any questions for us, please hit us up. We will get to them at the end of the show tonight. Let's shift gears and go into our game of the week. I was a little selfish this week. (laughs) I picked the game of the week, and it is my team, the Cream City Cosmos. Uh, This is our first competitive game of this week, and we played PGH, Thunder, and Lightning. And this game was wild. I wanted to vomit this whole time. (laughs) I could not take everything that happened so let's dive in let's look at the results 
Do you want to put the uh, game link in chat? Yeah, absolutely. Great suggestion. Anyone wants to follow along? It is game ID 85154. So it was a nail biter. One by one point. Looking at the game flow, kind of in parallel, the second quarter was not great for me. And you can see I kind of flatlined there for a bit and spent the majority of the game, at least end of the second quarter and all the way through the very end of the fourth trailing. So absolutely wild. A few things to talk about here in this game, speaking just to some of my players, uh, Declan Dimes pretty much performed how I would expect him to 17 assists. He's a pass first guard, just under 30% shooting. Um, nothing too crazy there. Blue bomber, um, not bad, just under 50%, shooting, which I don't think is too far off from an average from him. And we all just kind of hovered around 15, except for Wyndham Wallace had a very, very rough game against a rim protector who is Mr. Rogers 1SS, I believe is a rare elite. So going up against an elite player, ended up going three for 16. Not good, but still, you know, managed to hold on with some free throws and make up for it in 15 with 15 rebounds, three blocks and a steal so you know i said this last week on stream if you i'm gonna make you beat me i'm gonna make you outscore me mm -hmm. that's my game plan and you know yes struggled against this rim protector here but you know the shooting percent wasn't too far off from each other and ended up coming out with the victory so super super happy about that the um you know, when a player struggles, I try and make sure that they have at least some sort of redeeming factor or quality to make up for any lack of shooting percentage. Any thoughts you have on this game? Yeah, this is... Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you before, but how oh. are you going to completely glance over that Declan has played 25 games with you and is averaging 18.2 assists? He's... A little better than Danny Dimes in terms of shooting efficiency, which I like. He's hovering right around 30%, but when Declan has a good game, uh, we'll go ahead. We can click into his games right now. And he was a 4 for 8 for 11, 3 of 9, 3 of 11, 2 for 3, 3 of 6, 3 of 11, 3 of 5, 2 of 6, 2 of 10. Yeah, like this last game, which we ended up losing, but like he did brilliantly. Two of four for three, four of eight overall. Um, right. One of two free throw, 16, 21, 20, 25. Um, yeah, and when, when you can find a pass first guard who has those high assists, but like more importantly, when those shot attempts are low, like, you know, you look at his field goals, he, he's got games where he's taking three shots, like six shots, six, five, um, yeah, like that's that's good. I think that's what you want. Seven seasons of experience. That's a good player to hold on to. Yeah, he um uh, he's he's not quite burnt toast. He's darker toast. You know, sure. slightly overcooked toast. But yeah, and and he's an underdog. I mean, he performs well yeah. for being in an underdog, and so I'm I'm pretty yeah. pretty happy with him. 
And I just saw um, in chat, uh, Chester was nominated um, by Jason. Uh, was that Jason? Yeah, I'm looking at him now. It's a good post-scoring big. I love post-scoring bigs. I think they might be my favorite um, archetype. They, I have so many of them. They're, they're fun, they get good shots, um, usually a decent field goal percentage. If you can get them with low turnovers um, or low personal fouls, like that's what you want. Absolutely. Yeah, it's about finding balance. Like you see these play styles, you see, okay, they're probably going to put up these kinds of numbers, but wait, here's one little thing that's different. And I really think that has helped me a lot um, in terms of like, okay, I've got this position and they're pretty standard, but they're really good at shooting threes or they're really yeah. good at free throws or they're really good at, you know, steals or blocks and just those extra little things can really add up and make a difference. So think about my team kind of like a puzzle and just putting those different pieces together, whether that's, you know, type of shot they're going to take who's getting the assists, who's going to block, who's, you know, and just fitting all those things together, I think really makes a big difference and a big deal. Yeah, it does. Something I just noticed for the first time, uh, I'm seeing a game where a player had personal fouls, seven personal fouls. I, you know, subconsciously I had the thought, like, can they get over five fouls? and uh or you know six fouls and yeah i guess they can i never thought about that interesting i i didn't think about that either and yeah. i wonder if that is something that i guess they can't fall out because there's no one right interesting yeah it's just a little there's you know i don't have any any thoughts on it i don't think it i think it should be that way um you know, if they can't come out of the game, they should be able to get more than five. But uh, yeah, that's interesting. All right. Now that we've got our audio sorted, thanks, chat, for that. You ready to move on to our free agent finds? Yeah, I am. I hope I hope mine are all still uh, still on market. Let's see. Uh, we'll start. Three this week because I was prepped. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So my free agent find of the week is player ID 7128. If you want to follow along, I'll throw the link down here for you. And so 7128, again, not the cheapest, but there are so many things about this player that I just liked that really stood out that I wanted to kind of highlight. So five soul, again, not the cheapest, but it's a dual position special with one season of experience chat one that's that's basically fresh baked bread right there yeah that's dough that's dough yeah that you're getting you're getting dough with that with one season of experience also he just has brilliant hairdo i like i like the style um dual position special one season of experience pretty good free throw shooter about 60 percent three point right around 30 percent and field goal right around 45-46%. So, you know, pretty efficient shooter. Um, getting an average 4.8 rebounds. I know it says um, 6.8 up here. I'm looking at more recent games, and I have it split 
by position. So that's why the numbers you may be seeing up here are different than what I'm talking about right now, chat. Um, But yeah, overall rebound 6.8. And that's 7.2 when played as a small forward and 4.8 when played as a shooting guard. Uh, Steals are pretty much the same between both positions. Uh, Blocks not too far off, but I think just an overall quality player to kind of fit that piece of your lineup. It's dual position. You can flex between both. Shooting is pretty similar across both. I'd give a slight edge towards, very slight, towards shooting guard in terms of three-point percent and free-throw percent. Mm-hmm. But it's um, I just think it's a solid all-around player that you're going to get a lot of longevity out of because it is dough and it's just just very well-rounded solid stat wise gonna get some assists gonna get some rebounds gonna get some points i like that what uh what number what number are all three of yours still available and which one are you picking I'm still looking at your guy. I'm like, this is good. I love the point forwards. Um, I yeah. actually almost chose a point forward as well. Um, but I'm going to switch it up and I'm going to go with uh, player ID is 8732. Uh, and I looked at this week a little bit differently, right? I okay. looked at this week from the standpoint of building a team from from zero on on a budget effective way so i've said this before on stream uh and i have the same thoughts in zed run in any game where there's an nft that is bubble wrapped right i'm scared of bubble wrapped nfts that have game utility i don't like buying unplayed or undrafted whatever we want to call them free agents in this game you don't like that Uh, rush I, it's a rush, but I am like, you know, as much as I am a gambling man, that is like the one risk averse, like a risk adversity that I, that I do. Um, But this guy has two games, 25 points and 23 points, 47% and 58%, right? Um, And uh, to me, this is like, this is good. You know, the price there is probably around, honestly, maybe even cheaper than what the unplayed play an unplayed, unplayed underdog slasher uh, might go for. He's only single position. Um, but, you know, I, I, from my experience, I think these players can play out of position a little bit and still not go down too well. Um, so you kind of know a little bit of potential there, right? Obviously, this could go downhill very fast. It is only two games, um, but I like what I'm seeing in those two games. Um, you know, I'm seeing almost everything above average for the archetype uh, that you would want to be point differentials above, um, free throw, uh, field goal, true shooting, um, you know, assists. Turnovers are a little high. Uh, personal fouls are good. Um, but if you're building a team and you want someone who's getting points, 
there's a chance that um, you know these the the points you'd get out of this guy can kind of maybe offshoot the the turnovers he's giving up. Uh, his first game was eight turnovers, which obviously you don't want eight turnovers. But if the average is a little bit closer to three, um, which his second game had three turnovers, um, I I would be okay with that. Um, slashers tend to have around three turnovers on average. So this, to me, looks like a good buy. It's five seasons of experience. Uh, his birthday is December 19th, which is very close to my birthday. So I like that. Nice. And he's under a stroll. He's only 0.79. I love that price. Um, so, yeah, I saw this and I was like, that's a good value buy. He's got 2.5 assists average right now, three rebounds average right now. So, you know, you're not getting like zero on each. Um, and he is field, his free throws are good too. Um, three point is not good, but again, it's only two games for now. So to me, this was a, this was a good find and a good buy. I like it. I really like the value under a soul it's kind of exciting in a way that, you know, it does have two games. That's got a little bit of the bubble wrap. Maybe some of the bubbles on the bubble wrap have popped, yeah. um, but it's still there and yeah. it could be fun. Yeah. If you're starting to build out a team, there's definitely something to be said about, you know, taking a chance on value. There's nothing wrong with trying that. You got to do what works best for you, your budget. Obviously none of this is financial advice. Absolutely. So here, here's a question for you. Um, yeah. Is there a number of games that you, so obviously let me preface this by saying performance can change. You can, ha you know, as we saw with Declan Dimes, he was being played out of position um, before you bought him, but we all know that a lineup can change a lot. A GM can change a lot for these players. Is there a number of games where you're like, okay, this player is was played at this number and was played in position. And maybe, you know, you look at some of the lineups he's been played with in there, decent lineups, right? He's got all the pieces there. What's the number of games where you're like, okay, this is around the data that you can expect moving forward? So assuming this is kind of like my, you know, perfect scenario. They've yeah, played... and obviously this is an opinion too. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, same team, same lineup. Um, if they're playing in their correct position, obviously that helps. If not, um, I will try and do a comparison just looking at the numbers of how many games are played not in their correct position versus their correct. And if that's, you know, really out of whack, I'll kind of base the, you know, if there are a lot of games played out of position versus very few in position i'll try and bump up the out of position a little bit just to give an idea and that's just all done mentally there's no math behind that i'm not sure. that deep into yeah. it yet but you know given all of those scenarios uh, my target is about 28 to 32 games yeah um and but that being said I will also kind of another way I've looked at players is I will look at, you know, averages for what I expect a position and play style to be in the case of, you know, this 
player, only two games. How are they comparing to what those averages could be? If I see they're higher than average on certain stats, I'm more likely to take a chance on them than someone else. Yeah, sure. I like it. It's a good answer. Anything else on Burn, your free agent find of the week? No, I think uh, I think we covered it. What uh, what about you? Like, what do you have a certain amount of games? Is that something you look for? Want to throw yeah. it back at you? I I think you know, for me, the first thing I do, um, is I I usually ignore those stats that are up top. You know, like if we're looking at this page, I. I obviously I peek at the the season zero stats, but the first thing I do is I go right to career averages because if the player has been on one team, everything's right there. But what's more important to me when I'm looking at these players is if I find a player, you know, who has, who's been on five teams and one of them, you know, the, the stats are significantly different across the board and he has, you know, 300 games or something like that that means that there's a gm in that mix that either made it worse or on the opposite that made it bad and i'm hoping to be on that side uh the positive side of that so that's what i do is i look at how many teams the player has been on look at the change in the stats and then what i'll do is i'll find uh the best stats within that or that i'm looking for specifically whether it's points, you know, field goal, whatever, I'll go to that team um, in the the game log and I'll look at like the last, you know, 10 games and look for the outliers. Um, I'll see the good and the bad. And then I'll look at the lineup. I'll look at, all right, how many, you know, what were the assists on the team that did, that game? What was the, the shooting like? How were the turnovers? Things like that. Um, but I will usually also, I, I stick like, yeah, 25 to 30, I think is a really good um, number for me to target as far as like, okay, this player has great stats. Uh, it's around where I want it to be. And it has, you know, 25 to 30 games. Uh, then I'm kind of like, okay, I know what to expect moving forward. And if it's good, hopefully my my team will support that. And if it's bad, hopefully I can improve that a little bit. I like that. I really yeah. like your approach of looking at the career averages yeah, and I'm trying to doing, you know, a comparison there. I think that's really, really smart and you can really yeah. get a lot from that. Right. It's an important thing to do. I mean, you know, I, I have players who have improved, you know, like 8% on their field goal or something from the previous team. Um, so I think that's an important consideration because a lot of the time, and, and again, like I hate to bring him up again, but your boy Declan, like that's a great example of his assists were like 10, 10 assists lower on his previous team. And granted he was played out of position, but if I saw this player, you know, listed on Magic Eden or whatever, and I went to look look at it as a pass first guard. Um, what is what is his overall assists right now? Eight, uh, uh, ten point four. Yeah, and he's averaging eighteen for you. So like that's a big difference, and that's a really good reason and to support that 
I think it's important to break it down and look at uh, not only career averages, but team averages. Yeah, very, very, very smart. Yeah, I yeah. love I love De- Declan. He's my guy. I love pass first guards in general. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's it's it really does make a big difference. You can make the argument he's not shooting as efficiently, but that's not why right. I got him. Right. And I think with pass first guards, it's really hard to find the ones that are shooting efficiently um, or, you know, aren't taking a lot of shots. Um, I feel like the last time I looked, you know, like 33%, I think was like from the data that we have the av- around average for the archetype. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, it's um, and then that's what I was looking for too. Is I wanted a pass first guard that was a more efficient shooter, mm-hmm. and he just he fit the bill. I have a pass first guard who is on my my uh, G League team, who has been on a lot of teams, and he is averaging uh, like fifteen assists for me right now, and I'm nice. just like loving him. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It is fun. Speaking of teams and team building, let's jump to around the horn and talk about, I want to share with you and with chat, my kind of team building profit loss sheet and just kind of what I'm looking at, because I mentioned in our stream last week that that is something I take into consideration. It's very much secondary. Um, and it's honestly, it's not even up to date yet, but, um, I think it could be helpful. Some people in discord have asked about it. I don't have a template available yet. Uh, short term, I'd be more than happy to walk anyone through building this out and what that would look like. So please reach out to me, um, at MJ gaming network on Twitter, drop a DM and would be more than happy to reach out and help you put this together. But let's take a look at what I have here. So Basically, it's just a um, Excel sheet. Uh, I put it up into Google Drive. And so we've got a few different columns here. First one being status, then team ID, because I have two teams. And also we'll get into why these columns are here a little later, but it'll help just kind of visually. The player ID, the name, the play style, the rarity, the position, the cost, an estimated break even, I've basically added 7% to the cost. And then revenue. So if it's highlighted, that means it's sold. And then profit and percent of profit. So, and then on the right, just kind of some high level number of items sold, six uh, percent of profit, you know, 31.17%. Total costs, I'm 35.2 sold in between all things VBA related, including a empty pack which i used for a re-roll and players for both teams total revenue off sold 4.6 and profit loss uh down 30 and a half sold just about and so basically when i buy a player or put them up you know i'll update the status to for sale sold etc and then on the right here, I have my pivot table of basically who's active, 
who's available for sale and who's sold and just kind of breaking that down. So I can see very clearly now here, I have 10 active players. I have three up for sale and I have six that have sold. Here's the cost associated with those break even profit and percent of profit. So if I click now into my active and we'll click out of that because that's being annoying. You see my two team IDs. So now I can get a breakdown of both teams. So, you know, one team cost me 11.71 soul. Another team cost me 14.4 soul to put together. And then I can click in again and see the individual positions. And again, how much am I spending at each position? And then click into the position. I can see the rarity and the play style and go across. So it allows me to just at a glance, super high level, see, okay, what have I put into this team? You know, this is my main team cost of 11.71 sold. Not bad. Yeah. Um, you see what I have for sale here. Uh, I see I have one power forward, one point guard, one dual position kind of what their prices are listed at and then sold. So I have that broken down into hey, players sold from team 2225, which is Cream City Cosmos. I've sold four players. And then ecosystem. So if we go back over here, you can see I have here under team ID listed as ecosystem. And there I have, you know, box office winnings. So cost was 0, profit uh, of one soul, 100%, and then a player reroll from a pack. And that was just one cost of 0.78. And again, 100% loss there. So it just very high level allows me to see how are my teams doing? What is their cost? What have I made back? Should I list players? Do I need to list players? What kind of support? Just how am I doing? You know, am I just dumping? stole into VBA or am I being smart or hopefully smarter about the decisions that I'm making? So again, chat, if you have questions, uh, I could absolutely help you, you know, put something like this together. A lot of these are automated calculations. So for example, number of items sold looks at column a looks for the word sold. Then if that's true, then it grabs everything from column J. If there's nothing there, it returns a zero and, all those crazy complex calculations, I'd be more than happy to help you with that. So please reach out. Um, but it just, it's another aspect to VBA. It's something that for me is fun, helps keep me in check, and hopefully will help with my, you know, GM capabilities because at the end of the day, GM should be managing their team. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Jason, a real GM mode. That's kind of the, the inspiration for it. Any thoughts on this prospect? I was just saying that all these numbers make me want to throw up, but it looks great. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. No, you're not a huge numbers guy. Um, but <laughs> no, yeah. but this is, this is important and it's something um, I, I have started to do on my own, not nearly, uh, you know, as intense as, as this, um, but yeah, it's important to know these numbers, you know, uh, you got to know what you're putting into a game and what you're getting out of it. Um, you know, I think as we've said before, uh, there's a lot of reasons people play the game. Um, and I have plenty of projects that I'm in that my main goal is to make money. And this is not one of those. 
Um, so that's, you know, that's important to recognize. Um, I saw a question in chat. Yeah. We have two, we got to go back to B towns. Um, but Bramantes is asking, do you think VBA will ever have sustainable opportunity to earn, uh, to justify the prices, you know, around one K for a legendary player? Um, I think we're on, we're on the way, but I don't think it's going to be as, you know, I'll say like traditional as we're expecting, uh, MJ's got the box office pulled up and this is an incredible start to that. You know, the, I, you know, I think the barrier will, will mostly be like the funding, like how, how are they going to get the continuous soul to put in the box office? I know they've got a ton of soul um for season zero who knows what the future will hold but i think the utility for the dimes is great and i think that this is a game for serious basketball fans um and i don't again like i hope we get those results from that um survey we did because i would love to see how many people answered they're in this to make money um i think it maybe it'll get more steady but i don't think that it will ever get to the point where it's uh you know like hey you can get you can earn roi real quick in you know like uh like three months or something like that i don't know um i i like i like the box office i love where it's heading I I think right now that player prices are not justified. I think they are way too high, especially for higher rarities. I yeah. I think it's, you know, for the the stat changes and increases, yes, on average they're better, but I think it's just way too high right now. I think the premiums just a little a little much. Um but that being said, you know, it would be cool to see other opportunities to make both for, you know, VBA to make as well as players. Uh, just an idea that came to mind, you know, you were talking about the box office and everything that came in from season zero. Well, what if for each season there was a player release? You know, a limited amount of yeah. players. So then, okay, you have the problem of player inflation, but what if you could burn players for dimes? Mm. And that could help control population. That gets people involved yeah. in the box office. And, you know, maybe you spent, you know, like I did, my my G League team spent, what, 14 soul on them. Maybe I burn them for dimes and use that as an entry into getting a few soul back. And that's not necessarily a winning solution, or is it a perfect solution? But I think it's something that's interesting. Um, yeah. And I think that could also, again, help stabilize the market a little bit. Um, sure. It might drive some things up, might drive some things down, but just kind of a, an interesting thought that I had. Good question, Pamantes. I really like that a lot. Yeah, that's good. Um the original MJ, I I don't even know the answer to this. You might, if not, someone in chat, I'm sure does. Um, the original packs, how many players were in them? Was it seven? Mm -hmm. They were full. So seven was full. Yep. And how much was a pack mint? 
Was it seven? No, I think it was like a one and a half soul or something. Oh, that's great. Okay. I thought it was a lot higher than that for some reason. Yeah, I think it was pretty uh, cheap. Maybe two soul. I could be wrong. Chat, if you know, yeah. please let us know. Yeah, I'm curious. Um, that's great, though. Yeah. I was going to say, like, you know, what what would the average player say, uh, like, cost based on that? Um, obviously, there's rarity, there's skill, there's so many factors, but um, I was just curious. Uh, Charmander said it's on the podcast with KOD. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I was just curious. Numbers. That's a good, that was a good question, though. Yeah, I think, you know, it's over time, I think player price will go down, especially yeah. if there isn't a way to earn a lot off of it. But there, if there's a good counterbalance, I think that could be kind of fun. Definitely. Um, you said we had another question in a chat. Do you have that pulled up by yeah. chance? B-Town asked um, how often uh, are we playing? Um, oh, wait. Did I make this up? Oh, yeah. How often are you guys playing defensive players uh, and what kind of success do we have? And then followed up with uh, how often are you moving guys between wallets to get optimal matchups? So for me, I have two teams. Um, and I would say I have two. I have one defensive player on each team. You know, uh, and, and by defensive player, I mean like defensive guard. I'm not talking about, you know, the little bit of defense you can get from a slasher. Um, sure. So I have two. One of them, um, if you want to pull up MJ, yeah, uh, is player ID. Where'd he go? Um, 1601. Um, and this guy is on my G League team. Okay. Uh, Chaz Sky, because he, he, if you look at him, he looks like his name is Chaz Sky. He's such a Chaz. Um, he is a huge Chaz. He's even got that <laughs> Chaz smirk. Um, so, um, beat down. I just want to answer on that too. Your question, like, was you know, uh, slashers had a little bit of defense like a few weeks ago. Didn't, wasn't there that adjustment that that we got from that? I believe, yeah, there was uh, a change to slashers. I'm not sure what it was off the top of my head, but yeah, I do remember them being a little more defensive focused. Yeah, and I 100% could, could be wrong on this. Um, but um, just to answer the question, like I would say this is my defensive player on the team. Uh, obviously, he's a defensive guard, and I play him almost every game basically because this I, I only have seven players on this team. Um, and I, I do like having him in there just to kind of see, like, I, I'm trying to collect some data on it and see, um, you know, what I can get out of it. Um, I just went through while, while MJ was chatting before over his tool or his sheet. And I looked at the last 10 games out of the last 10 games with this player, I would say, um, one, two, three, four, I had four games where the opponent was held to like you know i think it was like uh four or more five or more points under their average which is something i would like to see in a defensive player um you know that sort of like balance update or 
whatever you want to call it, where there's more of an impact for them. And I know the team has said there is something coming in the future for defensive guards. Hopefully that does happen. Um, so it's not as much as I would like, but I do play this guy almost every game on this team. Um, but I don't necessarily get what I really would want out of it. Um, he's kind of playing just because like, that's, that's what I have for this team. Um, and then my other player is, I mean, you don't even have to pull him up MJ, but his, uh, his ID is, um, eight, three, four, eight. He's only played, I've only played him two games, but one of the reasons I did get him is because his point differential that I was seeing before I bought him was really good. Where like he actually was holding players to significantly under their averages. Um, and out of the two games that I've played him, he did that in one of them. Again, I just don't play him that often because I am having success outside of the cash league. <laughs> I am having success not playing them. Um, and, you know, maybe that's coincidental to a degree. There's a lot of factors, but um, I'm more confident with, uh, with my other players in the lineup who are going to get me points. And it's kind of like MJ, you were saying with your squad, where it's like, I'm going to make you out, shoot me. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But for me, more often than not, um, that has been working. So that, that would be my answer to that. I don't have anything against defensive guards necessarily. It's just for me with my lineups lately, I haven't really felt the need to play them. So in my main team, I don't have any defensive players currently. Um, and I haven't played any in at least a few weeks. Um, I may have one or two on my G League team. Um, nothing's coming to mind off the top of my head. And so my kind of strategy is to basically look at, again, going back to the puzzle analogy, which I feel like I love for all NFT games, but to see, okay, you know, what gaps do I have uh, in terms of finding efficient players, players that can play well together? I mentioned I really like using pass first guard at least as a point guard and um i my kind of movement and promotion between both of those teams was the way it structured it was my g league team was kind of my my feeder and so player that i saw maybe was good value or showing early promise across some games played them into a my g league team which at one point in time had a similar makeup to my main team but maybe just lesser of players. There were some differences there. But then if that player did well, I'd push them up and say, okay, you know, can you compete at a higher level? How well do you fit into the scheme, into the system? And, you know, I some players I had pushed down, I moved back up, vice versa, until I kind of got to where I was really happy last week, and that ended up... Um, and actually, no, it was like two or three games into last week is kind of where I settled on my lineup. So now what I'm looking to do is then supplement or kind of swap if needed. Instead of going kind of a defensive mindset, say, okay, well, if, you know, my pass first guard point guard, maybe it doesn't have a, what could be a good matchup coming up, you know, maybe I'm going to change them with someone who's super efficient and put my, but I've got to make up for those assists that I'm taking off the table elsewhere. So 
you know, if I'm swapping out, you know, one for one, where does that swap make sense? So instead of looking at defensive players right now, uh, I'm not saying that I won't ever. I'm really kind of focusing on uh, just optimization, role optimization and performance optimization of my individual players. Um, what was the other part of that question? I just want to make sure I hit all of it. Oh, how often are you moving players between wallets? Um, not so much for optimal matchups, but again, just for, hey, you've earned your spot on the top team. You, you're getting moved up. Yeah, I have to do that. I, I have plans to do some of that um, tonight, hopefully for tonight's game. If I have time after this, if not tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I, I really haven't done that much aside from like the initial moving. Um, also, I, I just want to back up and say the comment about slashes and defense. I was operating under the assumption that they did have a slight defensive impact, but um, 100% could be wrong. I don't know where or why I, I was thinking that. Um, if anybody knows anything on that, please let me know so that I can adjust my uh, my opinions as I need to. <laughs> um, let me, I'll pull something up here quick for us, for the slashers, just to see how they've been doing. So, you know, they've actually been kind of flat. Um... Point seventeen. Yeah, they've actually been pretty pretty stable from what I'm seeing. So I, I you cool. know, I thought the same thing as well, but I guess I was I was wrong. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe we uh, incepted that into each other's heads. We, we must have. We absolutely something. must have. Yeah. Um. Oh wait, hold on. Let me change one thing here. Yeah. No. That. I mean, I think we incepted ourselves. Um, yeah, so inter great question, B-Town. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, how often are you using defense and kind of rotating B-Town? I'd be curious to hear that or anyone else in chat for that matter. Um, yeah, please feel free to let us know. Um, do we have any other questions in chat prospect? Uh, I don't think so. I was trying to track that. It seems to be it um, from most people. Nice. How are you feeling about the week ahead? And kind of what are your what are your team's plans? Um, I'm good. I, you know, I'm kind of at this point right now where like I've had some really good. I don't think I'm going to go back into cash league just yet. Um, I've just been get. I got rocked in the two weeks in cash league that I did. And now with the um, the uh, box office, I don't know. It's like uh, I'm good with the dimes and and holding out for good stuff in the box office. Hopefully, getting some some soul out of that. Um, but yeah, I have a. I'm feeling good with my lineups. Like last week, I had a really good week. The week before that, when I was in free, I had a good week. I think. Um, yeah, it is early as as uh, as Bumonte said in chat too, like with the switch up. So hopefully I'll have another top week. I'm like 200-ish away from um, being in competitive. So like 
I think I might just kind of grind in free until I can get there. Um, Another thing I was going to point to is I have also put a significant amount of soul into this, as many people have, uh, without really getting much out of it, which I am okay with. Um, But because I'm having success in the free for now with the players I have, I think I'm going to kind of halt my purchase uh, search. I was looking for a rim protector or a stretch big for a while. Um, I think I'm going to kind of wait until I have that white whale, Mm -hmm. right? Like wait for the player that I'm like, oh, that's the player I want instead of kind of rushing into one. And um, yeah, we'll see when that happens. Um, But feeling good about my team. So yeah, that's where I'm at. What about you? Nice. I'm, you know, moving up into competitive now, kind of doing a, a wait and see. Like I said, I was, you know, looking to potentially dissolve, not dissolve my team, but, you know, sell off some of those players to reinforce my, for my G League, to reinforce my main team. And so just kind of want to see where things fall. I, I might take this week a little bit more slowly in terms of just action, moving players, buying players, just kind of see how things pan out. And then next week really look to, you know, how can I best support? What does that look like? What are kind of some of my team needs and work on getting in some players for rotation. Nice. I'm uh, excited to see where, where that goes. And, you know, hopefully the, the dissolving of the G League team for you can get you some uh, some big guns for for your A team, your A squad. Um, I also, real quick, just want to back up to the defensive chat. Um, I was about to answer in chat to Jason's comment saying, uh, uh, "B Town's episode last week about defense was great, and it was." And that episode had me hunting for rim protectors after. <laughs> I was like, "I I gotta get it," and I I. I just kind of want to say like, I a hundred percent understand the importance of having defensive players in your lineup. Right. And the importance of playing them and the impact that they can have uh, on your team and against the other team. Uh, And by no means was my answer to the question before trying to say like defensive players don't matter because they do. Uh, It's just that for me right now, I haven't really needed them. Now, maybe that's the reason that I'm getting absolutely shit on in cash leagues against these higher quality teams. Um, Like maybe if I did have a really good rim protector and I could shut down other players more often, um, you know, that might make the world of difference for my team. Um, But for right now, I'm just going to kind of ride this wave and, and see how far I can go until I find that white whale for my team. Uh, which admittedly will will most definitely probably be uh, a rim protector because that's what I've kind of been hunting for for a while. Um, I just I didn't want to rush into it. So um, when that time comes and I need the defensive player, it will definitely be a rim protector. And um, maybe I'll, that's the point that I'll enter back into cash league to kind of see what difference that makes against the quality teams. I don't um, like it. I like it. Yeah, we'll see. All right, chat. I'm not seeing anything else in terms of questions. Thank you all for tuning in. Again, you can listen to us 
and anchor.fm slash VBA dash live. I'm gonna give a special shout out. You know, 90% of our listeners to our podcast. First of all, we hit 10 listens. So congratulations to us. Nice. And <laughs> 90% of our listeners come from the U.S. Not terribly surprising. 10% Latvia. Big shout out. If you're listening from Latvia, please reach out to us in some capacity, whether it's on Discord, Twitch, or Twitter. Uh, I would like to personally thank you. Wonder who you are. It's so awesome that we have a listener from Latvia. And then one closing note. Uh, the winner from last week's giveaway, Tasty Gamer Boy, has yet to claim their prize. So we, Tasty Gamer Boy, DM'd you from MJ Gaming Network's Twitter account. Haven't responded yet. We're going to give you one more week before, um, if, before you to claim this player. If you do not claim this player within a week, we are going to re-roll that essentially and give that player out again so you've got until next wednesday tasty gamer boy please reach out to us we'd love to give you this player um but if not that's all right it will go to someone else we will have a bonus round thank you prospect tonight was awesome thank you for sticking through all of the issues with our audio tonight chat thank you also for sticking around appreciate you we'll be back next week for another episode of VBA Live with better audio quality, I promise. <laughs>